0: <laughs>
1: and a new Irish record for Phil Healy
2: 22.99
3: Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time
2: ever Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Star Sport podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport editor Kieran McCarthy. On today's show, we'll be looking ahead to the Cork Senior Football Championship quarterfinal clash between Clonakilty and Duhallow this Saturday evening and hearing from Clonakilty's Thomas Clancy.
4: We'll also chat to St James's captain Joe Sullivan following their historic win over Van in the Carvery Junior A football final last weekend.
2: We're also going to look ahead to the beginning of the junior rugby season, which kicks off this weekend. But we'll start with the senior club football action. And Kieran, following Town's win over Island Rovers last weekend, we could be looking at a huge senior football championship semi final if Clon can get past Duhallow this Saturday evening at Parky Rin. And before you get into that game. I might just, since we did it last week, I'll bring up the betting from uh, yes, yes. from online bookmaker Paddy Power. Once again, we're not sponsored by Paddy Power. They're the only bookmaker that have the prices out. But if any bookmaker would like to sponsor us, feel free to get in touch. But anyway, Hallo are comfortable favourites for this game. Last week's was a lot tighter, but Hallo are 2-7. to Clon seven, 7-2 seven to two, and the draw is 8-1. to one. So Kieran, taking
4: that all into
2: account. What are your thoughts on Saturday's game?
4: Those odds probably reflect what we're <laughs> looking at on Saturday night. Do have to be favourites. Defeated county finalists last year up against a county kilty team that before this year and, and last season, to be fair, they had struggled um, in, in the senior championship. You only have to go back a couple of years ago. Jack and Klan were involved in a relegation battle. So, um, so for them to be in the quarterfinals now is probably bonus territory for them. Um and the other bonus is that they've already secured their place in the premier senior grade next year, which is the new top tier in Cork senior football. So um that again that's a big bonus for them. Obviously, since they're here now in a the quarterfinal, they want to win it and get through to a county semil- county semi-final for the first time in, in in a good while, but they'll find it going tough to be honest with you. Um do hello do look look to hold all the aces in this. this? They be line, two fifteen to zero seven points in their last game while Klan struggled, to be fair, um, to an extra-time win against O'Donovan Rasa. It was three fourteen to one nineteen. but it's worth mentioning that, that Skib team without um, uh, 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 Doniogh Do- Do- hadn't it, their, their main player. He's he's out injured with a I think it's a knee injury. He's out for the year. So he was a big loss to Skib, and still Klan just struggled past him. And, on the other side, then, I suppose, Klan are one of those teams, Jack, that... Um, the fact that there's so many fellas involved in on the inter-county team, they don't see those lads for most of the season. So it probably takes time for for those fellas to kind of gel back in. We're talking here Thomas Clancy, um, Sean White, Mark White, Liam O'Donovan, and you even have Morris Shanley with the Cork under twenties on Ireland. So that's five starters who've they've, they've been missing for probably most of the league. So it probably takes those fellas a, a small bit of time to get to kind of to get up to speed with with the club the club mates again. So um. Clan really need to up their performance from what they showed against Skib to stand a chance. You,
2: you, you mentioned that, and you do. You, you're right in saying it probably was a weakened Skibbereen side, but it is essentially a derby, Clan Kilte mm-hmm. and Skibbereen. So there is like uh, the fact that maybe Skib had that added extra impetus to try and to try and get one over on their not next door neighbours but close enough yeah. neighbours and when you take into Clon's victory in round one over the team they might meet mm-hmm. in the semi-final which is Neusestown, like that's yeah. a strong form line so they're carrying in a big win over localish rivals yeah. in Skibbereen, a huge win over local rivals Neustadt mm-hmm. in round one so I know they're not beating teams out the gate but they're beating teams in close games in competitive games which can only stand to them going into a game against the Duhello side that's been putting up big scores all year so mm. I know clan maybe haven't blown the roof off anyone but it's really solid form as far as I can tell
4: but it's probably not a bad place to be going into this Saturday night's quarterfinal Jack because like even the odds suggest, they're like clan are the big underdogs you know everyone, well, most will expect a a to win, so not many are expecting clan of Kilty to advance, so for Clan, it's probably not a bad place to be in because in a way they're very they've, they have nothing to lose, you know, kind of if they win it's a big shock, and if they lose well do are our favourites anyway, so um, it would be great to see kind of Cl- clan of Kilty advance, if you're the Clan of down semi-final, that'll be mana from heaven for the southern star Kind right? of you have two West Cork teams in the in the last four and you're guaranteed one West Cork county finalist this year um, but whoever gets through to do Hallow and Clannock they'll face a tough job against Newstown Newstown showed again against Ireland Rovers in the quarterfinal last weekend that they are they're tough opponents so kind of um, they won 10 points to 4 they held Ireland scoreless in, in the second half um, Newstone know how to win games Yeah we should, we should
2: probably touch on that game then just briefly uh, before we bring our focus back to the Clon Duhalo game obviously you mentioned the final score was Neustadtown 10 Island Overs 4 points And but considering the weather we had mm-hmm. all last week and even just on Sunday past the weather on Saturday for this game was atrocious Yeah, and anyone who's watched any of Island Overs in action this season will tell you those conditions would not have suited mm. their free, free flowing style of football so the cards were stacked against them. They came up short. But Newsetown, as you said, proved they know how to win mm-hmm. on the important days. And they, they they did so on
4: Saturday. Ireland got one score from playing the entire game. Stephen Leonard, Sean O'Donnell got two, two frees. got Own got a free. So we talked last week about Ireland Rovers kind of their threat and attack. And they have some really, really good forwards. But the conditions were so poor, just mitigated against that. And Newsetown... And are just so strong as well. They kind of set up with a kind of bank across the half back line. And if I think uh, the island half forward line struggled big time to kind of, I suppose, to get past them first and to find any room there. And Newsestown just got the points when it mattered. They were um, they were 6 4 up at half time. And in the second half, then, like I said, they kept Ireland scoreless, you know, kind of. They just they just know how to win Town. you know. They're uh, just. A real hardy, tough team. And that's why I think whoever comes through out of Clannacilty and Duhallow this weekend, they'll get nothing easy. And it really has, has opened up for Newcestown this year. They're only up in senior football, I think, since 2010. And they have a great chance to get through the county final now. And there is no one, I guarantee Jack, outside of Newcestown, would have even have predicted that you'd be talking about Newcestown as possible senior football uh, county finalists this year. So it's a... a like to borrow a right phrase all credit to them
2: yeah all credit to them and all credit to their star hurler, Luke Mead mm-hmm. who is uh, Dennis Hurley's star man in his match report in this week's Southern Star but we'll just uh, leave Island and Noosestown there for a second because as we mentioned Clonakilty and Duhallow throws in at quarter past five this Saturday evening in Parky Rin. and joining us on the line now to preview the game is Cork and Clonakilty's Thomas Clancy
4: Kind of guilty through to the quarter-finals, but you have your place in next year's Premier Grade already assured. That's, obviously, that's a, I suppose a a relief to the club?
0: Yeah, that's a massive relief. But I suppose um, going to the skip game, we knew that if we won that game, we were going to be in Senior A next year. So that uh, we were delighted with that win. It's massive for the club to be playing Senior A football next year.
4: It is, because we all know that the championship is, is being revamped next year. So kind of to kind of get through to that, like you said, like you said there, like it's, it's a big boost to the club. So does it take the pressure off in some way going into this game, kind of knowing that you're already assured your status, or have you parked that till next year?
0: Uh, we parked that now till next year, really. Um, you know, it, it, I suppose it's a bonus of the year that we're playing um, senior A football next year, but um, we're not happy with that. You know, We want to push on out for the rest of the year, just concentrate on the next game against hello on Saturday evening.
4: Um, you mentioned there about the game against Skibbereen that was obviously in round 3 that was a fairly tight game there kind of went to extra time what was the big learning, learnings that you took from that game Thomas?
0: Um, yeah look it was a very tight game it was always going to be tight um, I suppose as a team we hadn't done a whole lot as a full team together mm-hmm. there was four four or five of us involved in Cork teams at different grades and stuff so look it, it's definitely match that's going to stand to us um, we've done a lot more work now the past couple of weeks since that game so Hopefully, that will stand us as well this weekend.
4: Like you said, there, there's a, obviously a couple of you involved with, with the Cork set up on the senior side alone. There's yourself, Mark White, Sean White, and Lima Donovan. And Obviously, Maurice Shanley had a super time with the Cork under 20s as well. Is that tough then to when you're away from the, from the club side for so long, Thomas, to kind of reintegrate yourself then in, in with, with the club? kind of How easy is it to kind of to go from inter county scene to club?
0: Yeah, well, you see, I suppose when when the club are playing matches and stuff, they're always playing the matches out. They're cock players, mm-hmm. and then when we come back, it is hard for fellas to get, I suppose, used to playing with the fellas that are always missing. So it's definitely something that you need three or four weeks in the top playing a few friendly matches. That that definitely helps the situation to blend everything together. But um, you know, I think I think against Kibarine, we didn't have that much time together. Mm-hmm. Um, look, we weren't too happy with how we performed in the day. We felt that we missed a lot of chances. And to be honest, I felt if if we took our chance we we should have been out of sight with twenty minutes left. But look, the way it ended up, it was we showed good character to come through to me the and then we were we were just really happy to get over the line.
4: Since then, what's the preparation been like, have you got many games in challenge games or how have you been ticking over?
0: Yeah, look, we since then we've been training away two times a week. But you probably train at the weekend or else we've we've had um two or three challenge games now the past few weeks, so um, we're, we're getting used to playing with each other now a bit more um, We've had a lot of injuries with, Through the junior hurling And with the football So everyone's kind of on the verge of coming back now So we'll be hoping that we'd have more fellas to pick For um, Saturday evening
4: Like Obviously it's it, against, against Duhalo, like And they've been there their routes for the last couple of years And they're always a tough team to play against So what sort of challenge are you expecting of them?
0: Uh, look, it's a, it's a massive challenge for us Do have probably been one of the most consistent teams Over the past few years they're in the county final last year. and um, I think most people in the county <coughs> would be expecting them to come out on top. But look, the situation we're in, we've absolutely nothing to lose and we're looking forward to be up now and have you go off it.
4: When you consider over the last I suppose go back a couple of seasons for for clan to be fair, Thomas, we're probably struggling at senior level and you have turned the corner there and there's good players coming through now to see in a in a county quarter final, like we said earlier. In the in, in the premier grade next year, do you feel that, that 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 the seniors have have turned that corner? That you have proved that you're that that you're more than able to hold your hold your own at this level?
0: Yeah, look. Uh, to be honest, it's over the past five or six years we have we have been struggling at senior level. Um, I think there is good talent in the team at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, look, we we won the first two rounds. We're happy. We're happy enough with the two performances. But I suppose, look. We 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 we, start, we are up against a very big test at the weekend, and um, I think we have good talent in the team. But mm. I suppose we're not used, we haven't been playing up at I suppose the the semi-final stages or the quarter-final stages much late much lately. And I'd be hoping that we'd be pushing on for the next few years and getting used to playing in quarter-final, semi-final, and county finals.
4: When you see Newcestown beating Island Rovers, that we can just can to get through to the to the semi-final, and obviously kind of Udhall coming up and you've, you've Nemo and the Bars and so on and, and and Douglas on the other side do you feel that the draws open up this year for for a team like Clannacilty or Town to kind of get through to a, a county final because like I said there are the Bars and the Nemo are on the top half of the draw so there there is an opportunity there granted hello are a very very good team but there is a chance there probably probably a better chance than in, in in recent seasons
0: yeah look I suppose most people looking in from the outside I suppose would fancy Duhallow to, to get get through to to a county final from where they're at now but look if, if if we got if we went out and performed Saturday evening you never know if we're there in the game with 5-10 minutes left you wouldn't know what will happen and um, look it's a big opportunity I think for this group of players mm-hmm. um, there's, there's a kind of new team um, a lot of young fellas good young fellas coming through and it's their first real experience with the Parky Ring playing a county quarter final so it's going to be a big occasion for us but um, it's one we're looking forward
4: to and final question, Thomas. You kind of you've hinted at it there a couple of times. Like this is a, a big experience, and it's probably a new experience for for a, a good few of the clan lads. So kind of whatever happens, at least you're you're true to, to to the last day, up against the big team up in Parky Ring. So whatever happens on on Saturday, that it, this is an experience that the team can learn on and, and build from.
0: Yeah, look, that's it. Um, I think I don't think this group of players has been up playing a match with Clan seniors in Parky Ring yet. Mm-hmm. Um, going to be it's it's going to be a good experience for us. But look, we're not going up there just to play the game either. We're going up there to try and get the win. You know, mm-hmm. Um we have full belief in the squad that we have. We know we're up against a massive, massive task against hello They have some exceptional players. So look, we'll just go up, and as you said, we have absolutely nothing to lose.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: we're just we're looking forward to go up to parking on Saturday evening.
1: Thanks for listening to the star sport podcast, the only podcast dedicated to all things sport in West Cork. Don't forget to pick up this Thursday Southern Star newspaper, including our award-winning sports section with everything a West Cork sports fan could want in shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie forward slash e the Southern Star and the Star Sport podcast. Number one for Sport in West Cork. Last weekend,
2: St James's captured their first ever Carberry Junior
1: A football title, beating
2: Balniscarty on a scoreline of 11 points to 9. Not only was it their first ever title win, it was also the first time they'd ever contested the final. Kieran, can you maybe put into context how big a deal this is for such a small rural club?
4: Um, it's not stretching the kind of context re- of reality to say, Jack, that this is the greatest ever week in the history of St James's GA. That um, not only have they won the the Caribbean Junior Junior Football Championship for the very first time, but they've also picked up a couple of underage titles at under twelve and under fourteen level. And why it's so important, Jack, is St James's—they've um, no minor team, they've no under twenty-one team, and they've no under sixteen team. They're struggling for numbers in those age grades, and um, they have good numbers coming up under twelve, under fourteen, which is great. Even this Junior A team, there probably was a feeling that their time had, had passed them by because I think it's something like 10 or 11 of the start in 15 or 30 or over. So their age profile, it's not great, you know. So there probably was, like I said, that feeling that they weren't going to win a first Junior A football title. So for, for St. James' to, to be crowned the best Junior A football team in Calvary is is huge, you know. It's very, very hard for them to put into words um, how much this does mean for them. But like I said, it's the greatest... Greatest result in the history of the club. Like the club is around 127 years. So they've been waiting a long time to kind of ha- have a moment like this. Um beat Ben in the final by eleven points to nine. The other story there was Van Nescarty were going for that rare Carbery Junior A hurling and football double, but they came up short. Um St. James were just hungrier, hungrier on the day. They just they, they got the scores that mattered. Their um, Alan O'Shea, their Kerry Import from Waterville, who was their player, manager, coach. He got the Man of the Match award too, so not a bad day for him. He kicked five points. Um, it was a day for St James's had heroes all over the field. And it's just a great story, Jack. You kind of, for a club, like I said, there, with struggling for numbers of certain age groups, can field teams, for them to win a, a, a junior football championship in Carberry is massive because what it does for those younger fellas coming up. It kind of it creates heroes in the club now because all of those men that were involved and all those people involved in St James's success last year, last weekend, they're part of folklore now. They'll be in the annals of St James's GA club history, and they'll take centre stage there. So there's heroes now for the young fellas in the in the club to to look up for. Even I think it's a tight fiend. i am like, double check this fellas name. I don't want to get it wrong here. Um, one second there. Um, you can keep talking over me now, Jack. Just while I look for this. Um, own fiend, maybe. Sorry, whoever <laughs> this is, I apologize if you get his name wrong. But he trains the St James's under 14 team, he was a player with St James's uh, last weekend at the final whistle. The last day, the under 14 ran onto the pitch and they surrounded him. You know, it was fantastic, it was a great picture of it. But it just shows just the kind of the older members of the club and younger members what it means to everyone in the kind of art field, right Barry Parish. So. Huge deal for them. Um, they're out now in the county championship this weekend. They're taking on Cove in the first round this weekend. So I um, have to say from everyone here in the Star, huge congratulations to St James's. And earlier we caught up with their captain, a delighted Joe O'Sullivan, to chat about the big win. We're delighted to be joined on the Star Sport podcast by St James's captain, Joe O'Sullivan, um, fresh from a superb win in the Carrie Junior A football final on, on Sunday. Um, St James is at Carbury Junior A football champions for the first time. How does that sound, Joe?
3: Oh geez, it's it's unbelievable clearing. Um, you know it's something that we've been work, we've been trying to achieve in both football and to become junior a champions the last few years and finally get over the line. It's it's a bit serious but it probably won't uh it probably won't uh affect us for the next uh, few weeks to I get into a,
4: to really the Before we look at the celebrations and obviously the kind of celebrations that did come after, but let's look at the match for a second against Bal on on Sunday. You were seven three up at half time. Did you think? How how did you feel at half time in the dressing room? Did you feel it was enough of a lead against Bal? Yeah, I know
3: there was was strong wind blowing down, and we had the win in the first half. But look, before the game, we we said we had to get off to a good start, and uh, we kicked the first three points of the game. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Bal Banaskarthi didn't score to about 15 minutes or 12 minutes into the first half and I suppose it was kind of score for score then and in the last the last 10 minutes we kicked the last three points in the, and in the first half and uh, mm-hmm. if got a point, we, we took the last half and we We knew in the second half that, that we need to push around the work up the record even more and uh, thank you for over the
4: but Bal Bell did, as we all expected, did did come back at you in 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 the second half. But you have an incredible record this year, Joe You haven't conceded one goal in this championship run. Like, and your defence was was absolutely brilliant again. Kind of, how confident were you in in that second half when Bell were coming at you?
3: Yeah, look, I suppose from the five country games that we played, we we won three of those games by one point, and, and the final we won by two points. So, mm-hmm. look, we, we knew we we trusted our back six. We've been working well all year. Uh, a work rate along with the field and the forwards. We said from the start of the year, the defence starts from the full forward line when uh, when the other teams are attacking. And I know Ballard trying trying their, their best at the end, but we kept calm. Uh, I thought the, likes of the older lads like Mian McCarty and uh, Kevin O'Brien and James Raskill and Paul Sullivan the field, they really brought that maturity when we needed in the last 10 minutes and we kept control of the game. And uh, Look, thankfully, we're just delighted that we got over the line in the end.
4: Like you mentioned earlier the likes of Kevin O'Brien and those older stalwarts. What do you think this actually means for them for St James's to be crowned like Carby Junior A football champions? Like, kind of, yeah. is, it probably is the stuff of dreams.
3: Yeah, it is the stuff of dreams. I mean, I know they had huge success in 2005, but uh, look, just 14 years where we had great days in championship wins, but it was nothing quite like what we experienced uh, Sunday,
0: Sunday from the And
3: for Kevin. He's a big leader in the change room, like mm-hmm. I mean when the times are you know, last year we lost to we lost to central in both codes so, and the defensive winners we lost both it in uh in and uh Kamakabee. And look we we said this year like we could throw on the towel or we could just really go for it this year. Mm-hmm. And there was a like of him in the change room as long as well as um, our selector and player uh I don't say that just gave us the belief to push on even further this year. Obviously last year was a successful year but it was it was the old fella and the changing room that made us drive us on and and look. They gave us confidence to, to actually win a, a west a west Cork trophy and look. Thankfully, that's what we did just uh, from there.
4: The celebrations were huge when the final whistle went in league on Sunday. What, what, what were those couple of minutes and moments like after, after that final whistle went? Did you realise that you'd actually won the game? That you are you you, you are Caribbean champions, you know, and you young young fans on the pitch and family friends and stuff. There was tears, backslapping, you name it. It was there. Kind of, what has been very very special for Eon.
3: Oh, it was, it, was, it was very special for us. I suppose when the finals went, we kind of had 30 seconds to ourselves as a team, where we where we celebrated, and then the the parish just flooded in <laughs> after that, and we had friends and family, and wives and players' children really came into us, and looked, it, it was surreal at the time, and mm-hmm. I suppose only looking back and now, how much how how important how much it will mean to us. Um, yeah, look, it was unbelievable.
4: Later that even So I, I think You headed back To the to the clubhouse Was it Because I, I, I know you've, You had a lot of under, Underage success The last last week or so As well With the under-12s And the under-14s Which is brilliant So yeah. you could have All celebrated together So as, as a club Yeah, yeah Look It was probably One of the best uh,
3: Weeks at the club that has ever had In its history I suppose
4: mm-hmm. Five or six years
3: Or even more Going back to 2010 probably We were A small catchment area We were Sam between Two senior clubs the Carby Rangers And Clannock And look We've known each and bit, but when times got tough, and I know for the last two years we've had no one different one team, mm-hmm. and I don't know if we've had any other team as far as the 14. So, look, just seeing the joy in the infinite faces uh, in, in the clubhouse afterwards was just unreal. Because uh, last time, I was one of those in 2005 we, uh, when we won uh, the Junior B, mm-hmm. And look, it just it means,
0: it means everything to,
3: to the underage. What we do is, I think, during the week, all our fellows in the club. Came up to us and says, "You don't realise what you have to do in the underage here, mm-hmm. and I suppose we haven't.
4: But hopefully, this is a, a platform to kick on out for the next few years, and hopefully, to be years to Like you say, kind of a, a rising tide lifts all boats, Joe. So you'd hope, like kind of what, 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 what Your success now on Sunday has done. It's given these young fellas something to aim for. Like they want to be the next Joe, and they want to be the next Kevin O'Brien and uh, Alan, Alan O'Shea, and so. So you've given you've given them a platform to aim from, which which hopefully can help numbers in the club and so on going forward.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Look, I think our numbers under twelve, under fourteen, under eight, and under ten mm-hmm. are actually very good at the moment. So the most important thing I think now know is just uh, kind of true to until they can play the out with football. I'm sure they are not have to next yeah. But um, yeah, look coming to the clubhouse yesterday it was just to see all the all the all the familiar faces of the parents of Arthur at Barry it was just overwhelming and it, it was just really ticket.
4: Um, it's on to the county series next Cover or next up this weekend what's the is it hard in a way to get your feedback on the ground after f- what you've achieved and kind of focus in or what's the What's the train of thought before the weekend
3: Yeah look I suppose you we we're going to go into the well now in the county level we'll but um, look we'll put off celebrations for going back here and uh, we leaving mm-hmm. it's, it's something that a lot of us mightn't ever experience you know, and we've said about in probably the last year or few years, so our full consciousness Concentration is now on, on the Kennedy and Colbert and Pranay and to the top. We'll to go back sometime in the evening and uh, look, we we'll just have a chat and, and we'll push on again for that.
4: Brilliant.
1: Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to all things sport in West Cork don't forget to pick up this thursday southern star newspaper including our award-winning sports section with everything a west cork sports fan could want in shops across west cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper the southern star and the star sport podcast number one for sport in west cork welcome back to the star
2: sport podcast and we're going to talk Junior rugby now, but before we do, Kieran, that's a nice
4: new advert we have just heard, isn't it? What yeah. do you think? Very professional. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I was overlooked for it, but I won't. I won't, uh, I won't say too much. You wanted to do the voiceover, did you? I think I have a great voice for radio. Yeah, and a face for radio. Yeah. Well,
2: so. maybe the next advert we record for any prospective sponsors out there, <laughs> you can record the voiceover. Wink, wink. Um, but anyway, junior rugby is back in our lives. This weekend, and there's a big West Cork derby to look forward to as well. You'll have full build-up in this week's mm. Southern Star. Um, oh, before we touch on the big West Cork Junior Rugby Derby, the Munster Under 18s, 18 ladies had a big win last weekend, and there was a lot of local involvement in that as well.
4: There was Jack, yeah, you're bang on there. The Munster Under 18 girls team won the, the the interprovincial championship. They beat Ulster 36-7. In the final last Saturday, and why this is so notable, Jack, is that there's eight, eight girls from Skibbereen Rugby Club involved in the Munster Under 18 Girls Panel, um, which is phenomenal for, for the for the Skibbereen club to have so many involved, and they played starring Roads as well. Emma Connolly from Skibbereen kicked 16 points against Ulster um, on on Saturday, and Eamon Minahan, also Skibbereen Rugby Club, was named Player of the Tournament, which is some goal when you consider you up against players from Ulster, Leinster, Connacht as well. So, congratulations to all of them involved, and we have full coverage of that in this week's paper. But turning back to the Munster Junior League, it's kicking off this weekend with Division One, and it's very interesting for us, Jack, because we've three West Park teams. We have Skibbereen, Bandon, and Clonakilty. And just to kick it off in style, Clannock Kilty are hosting Bandon this Sunday in the Vale at half two. So it's a great local derby to get the.
2: Could be some weekend for the town of Lawn.
4: Oh, really? Couldn't it? You could be double, double success there, you know, Saturday night then followed by Sunday. Um, so for Clannock they're back up in Division One this season. They were in Division Two for the last couple of years, but they won promotion last year. Eddie Knowles is still in charge of them. I suppose this season for them is probably about consolidation. You know, they, the last time they were up in Division One, they did struggle probably year on year before they went down. So it's about consolidation for them, kind of just staying up in Division 1 and building from that. Um, Bandon, on the other hand, in Bandon, the last couple of years, have been one of the top couple of teams in the Munster Junior League. They won it two years ago, I think. They won the Munster Junior Cup as well in the last couple of years. They've been there, thereabouts when the silverware has been handed out. So you'd expect them to be in the reckoning again this year. But there's a change in the guard some bit there, Jack. Um, Paul Barr is the man in charge now. He was in charge a couple of years ago as well and he's back at the helm. There's a a bit of a turnover in players, he was telling me, um, this week. They've, they've, They've lost some of the older established fellas that moved on. And one of those is Timmy Crowley. Timmy Crowley, was he's been a mainstay of Vanderbilt Rugby Club for I don't know how many years now. Um, he won a West Cork Sports Star Monthly Award a couple of years back as well. Um, I think he was captain when they won promotion up to Division 1. So Dave, um, he's not involved this year, so he's hes a big loss. But they're, when the, the door closes for one, it opens for another. And they have a lot of talented young fellas coming through in bending And they've been successful at All-Ireland underage um, levels in the last couple of years. So there's a chance there for a couple of young Bandon fellas to kind of stake a claim for a starting spot. But you have to, I suppose, kind of point out too that the step up from underage to junior one rugby is a big step up. You're going from playing under-18s to kind of seasoned 30-year-olds who will put you flat in your arse 18 stone props 18, and... that's exactly you know, kind of seasoned pros in the Munster Junior League kind of um, so it's a steep learning curve um, Bandon beats Gibbereen in the County Cup semi-final last Friday night, 28-17 and I think five of the starting pack were fellas from the under-18 team from maybe last year, the year before so you can see from that it's quite a young team the third team, like we said they are from West Cork in the Munster Junior League Division One is Skibberine and they're at home to St. Sennans this Sunday. So that's their opener. Um Dennis McCarthy is the coach there this year. Kevin Coombs is the captain. So Skib will look to break into the top four if if they can. They've tried the last couple of years, but they just they've just still been, been a bit away from it. Last year they finished eight. They had six wins from their thirteen games, one draw in there as well. So they're not that far off it, you know, kind of if you turn two of those defeats into into, um, into wins they'll be pushing for the top four that's where they want to get this year and um, be interesting to see how they get on so yeah there's lots of local interest in, in the, the Munster Junior League this year
2: and we'll loads of build up to all those games
4: mm-hmm. in this
2: week's Southern Star which is available to buy in shops all around West Cork from Thursday and online at www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper
4: so quick look at what's coming up in this week's sports section, Jack. Um, obviously St James's with their fantastic historic win has taken um, precedence. We're giving them three, four pages there. So for any St James's GA fans or anyone who's any connection to St James's GA club whatsoever, pick up this week's Southern Star because it's going to be when you look back uh, back on, on years and years to come. Um, also, obviously coverage of Newsteadstown, Ireland. We've built up to the Clanachiltie to do Hello game. Big game last weekend that finished in a draw was Bandon and Bentry Blues in the Premier Intermediate Football Championship. They meet again this weekend, so we've, we have all that. Um, an interview with Phil Healy. Phil Healy is in action at the World Athletics Championships in Doha that start this Friday. Phil is out in the 200 metres in her heat on Monday, so we uh, caught up with Phil just to see how she prepared for that because the heat is heat and humidity in Doha and, and, and Qatar is something that a lot of athletes wouldn't be used to. They've actually had to put all the athletics events in the stadium at the evening. It's kind of, they're starting, like the men's Marathon is starting at midnight, just to, to kind of, just, I suppose, to get around the heat and stuff. So we have all that. And um, plenty there. There's a lot, lot more in, in this week's star. So as always, pick it up. Yeah,
2: it's going to be a good one, as always.
4: So thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week. So if you enjoy these shows, please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Acast, Stitcher or wherever else you listen to the show.
1: Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast. The only podcast dedicated to all things sport in West Cork. Don't forget to pick up this Thursday's Southern Star newspaper, including our award-winning sports section with everything a West Cork sports fan could want in shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper. The Southern Star and the Star Sport podcast. Number one for sport in West Cork.